Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for bringing Esther and the whole family here, Lord, in your presence as they hunger for you and as we to learn of you and to receive from you. Lord, you have so many things to pour out to them, Lord, from heaven. The Holy Spirit, as we come to your word this morning, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let the words go forth, not from my own human understanding, but from your spirit, Lord, in demonstrating your spirit and power, Lord, that the faith of your people will rest in you and your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we continue today on revelations from the Hebrew alphabets and words. Yeah? So we have actually done 22 or 23 sessions of the Hebrew alphabets in the past. How many? 22 is how many months already? A few months, I think, three months. I think some of you were in those sessions. Uh, so it's a great revelation when the Lord led us to uh, study Hebrew. Although I'm not a Hebrew scholar, <laughs> but the Holy Spirit wanted us to, wanted me and all of us to learn a little bit, not as a head knowledge, but to have the revelation from the Hebrew letters, because we all know the Bible is written Old Testament in Hebrew and New Testament in Greek. And not only that, the Hebrew language is the language of God and how He created this whole universe. Each, the Hebrew language is very different from all other languages, right? It is have power and energy in itself. So learning these Hebrew letters, I trust, will not be just like learning Japanese or uh, Korean, okay? It is a powerful language, all right? And that's why Jesus said, when he said, my words are spirit and are life, because his words, when he was speaking, the Jews understand what he's talking about. And the Jews all speak Hebrew, right? <laughs> so they have a, you, can you see the Jews seem to see their God very big, you know, have more understanding than the Gentiles, right? Because they understand the Hebrew. What we have today is basically translation. So when we translate, because the Hebrew and the Greek are so rich, one letter has so much meaning, has got pictorial meaning, has got the meaning, the form, and so forth. But when it's translated, it becomes just one word. Just like last week we did, God. <laughs> you know, the God Elohim of the Jews, so powerful with so much meaning, when translated to English, God, we all see God as what? When we need someone to help us <laughs> when doctor cannot help anymore when got problem already then we go to so-called god who is a bigger being like a superman like that right the world all crave for a god that means a bigger being that's why the hollywood come out with spider-man wonder woman right they only come when people got problem right <laughs> and then superman come and rescue the world rescue so and so so believers today also become like that oh, we live our life normal on this earth until got some problem that cannot be solved by man then we say is there a higher being then we say okay god please help 
for the Jews different. God has meant in the Hebrew language alphabets that speak of who their God is. Every day, daily, they know who their God is, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because of the understanding of the Hebrew language that God speaks to them. All right. So learning it, it doesn't mean if you don't learn Hebrew, you are less a Christian. But learning it is God's privilege, right? To help us understand God and have a revelation of who your God is, Esther. That Esther will go into the king there and save the people. Yeah, they all know who their God is. The only problem with Christians today is they don't know who their God is. So they live ruled by five senses and by this world and therefore they live like normal human beings when they actually live can live like Superman and Supergirl. But the only but the only thing, the power didn't come from Hollywood. <laughs> it came from Jesus. Yeah, to know him. So it's wonderful that God picked handpick every one of you here all right to come and have a deeper revelation of who he is so that we will not waste our time before jesus come on this earth that we will know the power that is hidden in god within us just by learning hebrew letters we have not fully exhausted the 22 alphabets because there's so much to know all right so god's word is spirit and life that's what jesus said so for those who simply who have faith to believe even in a translation, yeah, God still works. So even they don't know Hebrew, but those who even know more, understand, should do more <laughs> because there's a, a release of that greater power inside. Okay. So today, last week we today uh, from the Hebrew alphabets, it hasn't won't stop. Right. We will still go into Hebrew alphabets, but we will now go into words because you will have. From the words, you'll be able to see the words are made up of alphabets. It's the same, right? Our English word is made up of alphabets. English alphabets. Love is made up of L-O-V-E. The only thing is L stands for, <laughs> has no much meaning. All right? O stands for what? Huh? When you go to the gut and then you say, block D, you say donkey. <laughs> It has no meaning one, okay? But not the Hebrew alphabets. So, but after all the letters, they make one word. Pretty, P-R-E-T-T-Y, pretty girl. Right, Rachel? All made of alphabets. But our other languages may not have much meaning. But for certain language, got some meaning. Pictures like China, Mandarin and all that, they have better meanings. But the Hebrew is an altogether different class compared to all the other languages. Yeah? So, when we form the words now, you will see, we will see the alphabets, Hebrew alphabets in the words and how powerful it is. So we will no longer see one word like God and then feel nothing much. All right? We'll see God. Last week we talked about Elohim. All right? God as Elohim, having what Hebrew letters. We'll just go through it very briefly. So today we will go to the next Hebrew word which is El Shaddai. So I put this inside as well, because very important, no point just knowing this and not having this, how that affects us as sons and daughters of El Shaddai in Christ. 
Okay, for some of you who have been listening to me for some time, you know that I don't believe in head knowledge, right? But revelation knowledge that can change your life. Okay, so understanding this Hebrew word that we may most probably used to because we sing the word, we sing the song El Shaddai. Now, what are we actually singing? For the Jews, they know what they are singing. <laughs> for us, we may just be singing something and having just a vague idea. Okay, so today you're going to really have more understanding of this, what is El Shaddai and how is it going to affect us as sons and daughters of El Shaddai. El Shaddai is one of the uh, identities or names of God. And now today we are, we have become sons and daughters of God in Christ. So last week we talked about God. So this is, these are the letters in El Shaddai. Anyone? What is this? Okay, what is this? No, here. L, 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 L is God, right? Okay, L is God. It's Alive and Lamed. And then this is? <laughs> no, ah. Uh. Dalet, yes. And this one, you. Okay, we will go into it, huh? All right, first, go through a little bit. Uh, Hebrew alphabets have the name, the pictograph, and the meaning, roughly all 22 of them. We just go through briefly. Aleph, the pictograph is the ox head, right? Which meaning speaks of strength or leader, the source. Okay, now this one is not just a little strength, right? Last week we did, it's very powerful. The incarnate Jesus Christ, who is God, came down and lived in human body. That's incarnation, that's the Aleph. Then you have Bet, this is the ancient pictograph, which is like a house, right? A tent or a house. Then Gimel is the foot of the camel of pride, Dalet. Number four. It's a door, ten door picture. Hey, behold. All right. It not only means this, there are many other meanings, but this is the main. Okay. So you can look and behold. Vav is the nail or the ten pack. It means add to it, a connector. Like your Wi-Fi needs to be connected, <laughs> okay? Otherwise, you don't get anything, right? If the Wi-Fi not connected, so it's a connect connector. Uh, Zayin is the plow, a weapon, okay? Six of a weapon. Head is pronounced as head. It's a ten wall of fence to separate. So, and then you have uh, tag is a basket can speak of the goodness of God and also can speak of the snake. So remember that these are all just alphabets in their Hebrew language, which the, is in all their uh, common words as well. But each one originally has all these meanings. Yod is the arm and hand, okay, which speaks of the works, all right? Uh, divine hand. So when you see all these letters in certain words, you will see what it means. Calf is also hand, but it's the open palm. Uh, good, huh? Lamed, yeah, which is the, the second letter of L, is the staff, a shepherd's staff. Okay, 
and uh, speaks of a shepherd, also speaks of authority, teaching, and learning. Mem, mem, it has this design, which is or pattern. This is a water. It also can mean chaos. Nun, it's like the sperm, like that, right? Uh, the seed, the fish. So it's actually new life. Samak, hand or staff. It's a support. It's a prop. Ayin, eye. Okay, so what they have is ayin for the Hebrew language is eye. But when we learn ayin, it is talking a lot about our spiritual eyes. Okay, then pay, mouth. Zadi, the man on the side of the desire, the righteous man. Kuf, sun on horizon or behind is also about holiness. Yeah, Resh is the head of a person. Shin, it can be fire, is mainly teeth. Teeth that is sharp, all right, to consume. And the last alphabet, 22 alphabets altogether, is the taf, which is the mark, the sign, or the covenant. Okay, so this is a rough uh, overview again. All right. All right, so last week we talked about Elohim, which is Aleph, Lamed, He, Yud, and Mem. Okay, good. So Elohim means ruler, judge. Okay, Elohim is plural. Why plural? So there is plural, there is singular. El alone is singular, God. And it can just mean, God can refer to God, divine God can also uh, refer to man. That's where today the new age interpreted as man is God. Okay, So man is not God, but we were created in the image of Elohim, of God or El. Okay, <clears throat> And the main, main characteristic is Aleph and Lamech, the powerful, strong one, stronger than any human being. Then we will call something God, right? If the person or that thing or creature is very strong. That's why people today in all religion, they worship what? Elephant, <laughs> cows. Why? Because they are powerful. They are very strong. Yeah? Whichever is stronger than human being, they call it God. Right? The tree lived for 100 years and then, wow, this one must be a, a God. Okay? So this is what it means, a more superpower than you. But Christians need to realize that's why the God who lives inside us is more greater, is powerful. Okay? So this is uh, last week, right? Aleph, L is God. God basically made of these two letters. Ox, strength, the leader, the first. There is no, it's the supreme God. Then it's the strong one with the first, with authority, Lamed, a shepherd, staff, speaks of authority. So the one whom you believe in, which is Jesus Christ and God, has all authority. That's what Jesus said, right? In Matthew, at the end, he says, before he gave the great commission, what did he say? Yes, so what, what do you do with the authority? <laughs> now they cannot a bit. <laughs> Start already. <laughs> okay. 
okay, right, because if you don't practice, you don't act upon it, it all become hate knowledge. And hate knowledge, the Bible, uh, Paul says what? Bible says what does hate knowledge do? Ah, puff up. Means you become proud only. The hate become bigger, right? But nothing happened. So only the person become, oh, I got a lot of knowledge. No point. Right? What we want is revelation knowledge. Okay, so something can happen when you begin to have the revelation through the word and by the Holy Spirit that the God in you, Shalom, is Aleph, super strength, strong, and Lamed, authority, authority over what? You, uh, you need authority for what? Huh? Conquer what? <laughs> you don't simply conquer, conquer what? <laughs> Rule what? Rule over your body. <laughs> your mind. Right? Jesus showed that his ultimate authority as God when he still calmed the storm over the laws of nature, over sickness, over disease. Who has the final authority and the highest authority? Jesus as God. So that's why the, uh, the Jews, the Pharisees, Persecute him, right? Nail him. Because not for just doing things on miracles on Sabbath. Last week I brought it out. Why did they persecute Jesus? <laughs> Anybody? Last week? <laughs> yeah, he claims to be son of God. means he claims to be God. Right? To the Jews... God is very holy. That's why they cannot even call, say out the name Yahweh. Right? But when Jesus came, he claimed to be God. And therefore, they accused him of blasphemy. Blasphemy is saying that you are God. Okay? And no one, any other religion, they only claim that they are the prophet. Right? They are prophets and all that, or religious teachers. But Jesus Christ came and declared himself to be God, the God who created the universe, the God of the Jews, the God of this world, the God of heaven, the God of earth and under the earth, right? And if he is what, who he say he is, wow, right? Man need to take heed because God has come down. That's why Christmas is all about. God came down, all right? And it is revealed in the Hebrew letters. Aleph as God, bad as coming down to live in this earthly realm, all right, on this physical world. So he has all authority. Remember at the cross, who nailed him to the cross? Huh? Huh? Who nailed Jesus to the cross? <laughs> Physically, is the Roman soldier. Hmm? It was because of your sin. Ah. <laughs> but the thing is, he chose to, be, to stay there. Because the Bible said, at any time, all the million angels in heaven were waiting for him to say, you come down. Because he's God. He has the authority. But he didn't give the command for the angels who were under him in heaven. They saw... They are king of kings, they are, they are God. 
from heaven come down. They're waiting. But he don't want to come down from the cross because of you and me. All right? For the purpose that we can be born again and that we can fellowship back with God. So he saw on the cross, he saw all of you. He saw Lydia, he saw Linda, he saw Rebecca, and so for all of you at the cross. It's if he didn't stay there, so nothing can put him there except he himself chose to be there for to save all of us who don't deserve it. Because we sin, he didn't sin. He was sinless. Yeah? So only sin deserved death. Jesus don't deserve the death that he died. We deserve it. That's called grace. Yeah? He took a punishment that he didn't deserve and we took the life that we didn't deserve and we escaped the punishment because of Jesus' love for us. Right? So he had all authority. So when he said, Esther, <laughs> go into the world <laughs> and preach the gospel. He doesn't tell you to do something that he didn't give you the power and the authority. First, he said, all authority is given to me. Now I give that authority over anything. It's only whether we see it or not. That's why you can see in the book of Acts, the, the, the apostles, disciples, after Holy Spirit came upon them, they were not normal human beings. <laughs> right? They had authority. They could speak. Paul can speak. Be blind. And that sorcerer was blind. Sorcerer is like a magician. Right? He could speak. Be healed. And heal, healing take place. This is the authority over the laws of nature, over sin, over death. Arise. Not only Jesus raised the dead, right? The disciples and apostles also raised the dead. When you raise the dead, you need what? Authority. <laughs> to stop the devil, you need authority. So you have this big truck that is coming from the road. You know the picture. Someone put that, you know, uh, that, that uh, uh, example of authority. But the big truck with a little driver, drive along the highway and then have to stop because of one little <laughs> traffic policeman, so small, and he was wearing the coat. The coat is a symbol of authority that even the biggest truck have to stop. That's authority. It's not about whether you're big or you're strong. It's who you represent. So the driver of the big truck look at the person, cannot even see, but can see the, the cloak. So today we have the staff, the cloak, the righteousness of God has become our authority. That is in the spiritual world. You may not see it. The devil see. Because in this world, the enemy is not your flesh and blood. It's not your brother, sister, father, mother. <laughs> okay. It is the devil. But the devil has been defeated. Remember? But how come he's still like, oh, so powerful? Because we don't recognize. We don't, the devil is in the spirit realm. He no longer appears with two horns. Okay. He is behind to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came to give you life. So, but it's first in the spiritual. So our spiritual eyes need to be open first. Then we will know how to 
take that authority and tell the devil, not only stop your rubbish, get lost. Don't disturb my family anymore. We're all covered under the blood of Jesus. He cannot enter your home. Okay? Because you may be a little, but you have the righteousness inside you. The authority, the shepherd staff, and your shepherd, your Lord, your master, has already defeated the devil. Okay? So, this authority is very important. If you don't know this authority, uh, very hard to serve the Lord. Because you will kind of knock down. Okay? God is strong. Alright. So now, we go to El Shaddai. So, same word El here. So, you have El, Elohim, and then now, El again, God. But this word Shaddai. The parent root for this word Shaddai is Shad, which is a Shin and a Dale. The original pictograph for this word Shad is in the ancient chart, you can see, so you here you see L, God, huh? strong, and the shepherd's staff with authority. So every time you think of God, this is what you think of. <laughs> if you, if you, if you, God, don't say, God, please help me. God, declare I am powerful in you. Because this is God who lives in you, L. And then, one aspect of God, Shaddai. So Shaddai is made of three letters. This is ancient Hebrew pictograph. The first one is Shin. It looks like two front teeth. All I want for Christmas <laughs> is my two front teeth. Okay, so you have Shin. Alright, Shin inside Shaddai, which speaks of teeth. Teeth is powerful also not? Yeah, especially your two front teeth, right? <laughs> Yeah, I knew when uh, the, my wrist fractured, right? And uh, that time using one hand, cannot uh, tie anything, use teeth to bite. <laughs> oh, powerful man, our teeth can use also, right? Sometimes we do that, right? Ah, take the teeth, yeah. So it's very powerful. Teeth can chew. If you don't have teeth, you cannot eat nuts, <laughs> right? A lot of things we cannot, we need the teeth need to crush, right? Use. So this is powerful. And Shin also in the name of Yeshua. We will come to that another time. Okay, the other one is Do or Dale, which looks like two, the hanging, all right? A hanging door. And then the last one is the Yud. So this is the picture. The Shin is a picture of two front teeth, has a meaning of sharp, press, as from chewing, as well as two. So in order to eat, you need to chew properly first, right? The D or the Dalet is a picture of ten door with the meaning of hang or dangle as the door is hung and dangles down from the top of the tent, this one. The combined meanings of these two, these would be two danglers. So look at the revelation now. Most Bible scholars say that Shaddai is derived from the Hebrew word Shadu, meaning mountain. As a result, the most common interpretation of the name El Shaddai is God Almighty or God the Overpowerer. So you have heard El Shaddai is God Almighty, but we don't really see him as very almighty actually, <laughs> by the way we live our lives, right? Well, after today, I trust you will see who, who really God is as El Shaddai. So it speaks to God's, uh, speaks about God's might over man's frailty. 
man is weak, God is almighty. Uh, this is the meaning in Hebrew of actually shat. Other Bible scholars have said shaddai is from the Hebrew root word shat, which means breast. Anyone of you heard this before? First time? Mm. Trust after this revelation, you no more fear. Let's see what we normally fear. Okay. So breast is the Hebrew word shin and dale. Okay, it, it's just, just the Hebrew word that means this. All right. But it composed of these two letters. All right. Okay. The goat was a very common animal with the herds of the Hebrews. It produces milk within the udder and it's extracted by the goat kid by squeezing and sucking on the two teats dangling below the udder. The function of these teats is to provide all the necessary nourishment for the kids as they would die without it. So every animal has been created okay, with teats, right? with breasts and teats to provide milk, including the human being. Right? Because baby need milk for life sustenance right so can you remember the shat actually means breast or teeth the hebrew word shaddai has also has the meaning of a teeth just as the goat provides nourishment to its kids through the milk god nourishes his children through his milk and provides all the necessities of life can you catch the revelation yeah, the meaning God of El Shaddai means El as God powerful and with authority or all authority, not a little authority. Shaddai as the one who provides milk, as the breast, as the teeth. Okay, we will see more. Okay, <clears throat> that's why the Jews look to their God for their provision. For their supply this imagery can be seen in the following passage and now you understand why this word <laughs> exodus 3 8 and i will come down to snatch them israel from the hand of the egyptians and to bring them up from the that land to a good and white land to a land flowing with ah now you understand why actually a long time also always thinking why god said the land flowing with milk and honey Milk is a basic sustenance of life, right? When a, a baby is born. You got drink milk or not, Rachel? <laughs> mother's everyone drank milk. Either mother's milk or the cow's milk, right? But milk has inside all the ingredients for life, right? To help you grow up and have all the strength and everything that we need. Okay. The word teeth or shat is often coupled with the word el, mighty, strong, creating the phrase el shaddai, literally meaning the mighty teeth. Hence, we can see from the translator's reluctance to literally translate this phrase in this manner and instead using the more sanitized God Almighty. So actually, I just extracted a bit. The rest of this uh, rabbi he was saying about you know western culture they don't want to translate uh shat as breast because it's like not so nice <laughs> right it's very crude like that 
but actually that is the real meaning. So most translated as mountain. Okay. The idea of the mother, the idea of God being characterized as having teeth does not sit well in our Western culture. We are familiar with identifying with God as father, but not as a mother. So we are not saying God as mother. Let's see how, how you understand this, okay? The Hebrew word for mother is M, which is Aleph and a Mem. In the ancient pictographic script, so just now you went through a bit of all the letters, right? The ox head meaning strength, Aleph, right? Combined with the picture for water forms the word meaning strong water. Okay. Animals' heights were placed in a pot of boiling water. As the height boiled, a sticky, thick, sticky substance formed at the surface of the water and was removed and used as glue. So this is how you make glue. Bind, a binding liquid or strong water. Okay, so now you know how to make glue. What is glue used for? Binding, right? So it's actually by putting in hot water, boiling water, and then comes uh, animal, animal skin. The mother of the family is the one who binds the family together. Oh, praise the Lord for all the mothers. <laughs> right? Ah, shalom and all the mothers here and the mothers in the Zoom. Okay, but what are we talking about? God, right? Okay, let's see. God can be seen as the glue that holds the whole universe together. This is more than a figurative statement, but very scientific. All matter is composed of atoms, which consist of protons with a positive charge and electrons with a negative charge. So all those who are science students can understand this. The protons are packed together in the nucleus, the center of the atom, while the electrons orbit the nucleus. Since each proton has a positive charge, each proton should repel the others, causing the protons to fly apart. But for some unknown reason, they do not. This phenomenon is called nucleic bonding. And God literally binds the entire universe together. That's why the whole universe is rotating, moving, and not banging each other, right? Yeah, because God as the glue. We were studying also the Hebrew letters, right? All the alphabets there, where God is the, our DNA. So powerful, our God. Male and female, he created them. Genesis 1.27. Very interesting revelation. This passage states that man was created as male and female and also that man was created in the image of God. God has the characteristics of both male and female and these characteristics were put in man. The male characteristics were placed in man, which is the strength, right? There's even in the New Testament, it says, the weaker one, you know, physically strength is the woman, right? So men uh, to take care of their wives and the, as the woman treat them as the weaker vessel in strength <clears throat> and authority, right? So when a man and a woman came together or come together, they unite these characteristics as one. Now a perfect representation of God and they shall become one flesh. So this was God's purpose. That's why we have uh, in the New, New Testament also uh, about sex out of marriage. Why? Because when we have sex, two become one. And now you see the purpose of becoming one. Right? It's for not just the enjoyment, 
but it is for representing the characteristic of God as Aleph, as the male, the, the man, strong and full of authority, and also full of the, 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 the one who binds together, the woman, the woman who is more uh, compassionate, right? soft, binding together. They become one flesh, representing God, representing God in this world. God promised the nation of Israel that he would bring them into a land flowing with milk and honey. God as Shaddai, El Shaddai, the mighty Pete, will supply his children with his life-sustaining milk. Does that take away some concerns <laughs> from our life? Where oh, this life, you know, well, I have, I have God, but I'm worried about money, worried about whether I can sustain or not. Let me really don't know who God is. But these letters, or rather these words, Hebrew words that identify who is living inside you, Brother John, who is living, living inside you, Shalom, is El Shaddai, the God Almighty, the God, the mighty teeth. That means some more over the flowing one, the milk continue. That means God provision. So for the Jews, they don't afraid. They know that God will always provide for them. All right. When Abraham or Abram was 99 years old, Genesis, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the Almighty God, El Shaddai. Interesting, right? When God declares himself reveals his name he has a meaning walk and live habitually before me be perfect blameless wholehearted and complete i will make my covenant solemn pledge between me and you and you will and will multiply you exceedingly that was to abraham you see before the promise to abraham today we have the blessing of abraham right we call right what did god say to him first i am almighty God, I am El Shaddai. Okay, one word from God already. Abraham obeyed and went went into a land that he don't know. We all need ten words, twenty words. Pastor have to repeat thousand times, right? <laughs> because before we act, <laughs> learn how to hear and God's word and just act. Immediately, this is God speaking, El Shaddai. When Jesus came and he was God, he told us what? Why do you worry about things that the unbelievers worry about? You see, we have God, supplier. Now we can understand why he's he supplier. Because he got ma'am inside, shut inside his name. The supplier, the, the breast, the, the teeth, that the milk is continually flowing. Right? In Matthew Right? That's what Jesus said, right? The world who doesn't have God as father are worried about supply, are worried about food, about clothing, about the things of this world. So I, I have said this many times, right? Jesus said that to the, to the people that he was talking to. These people worry about, those unbelievers worry about all these things. But you, you, the, the disciples, you 
you have heavenly father so this is our heavenly father he is supplied say don't worry because he take care of the birds he take care of the flowers now you know how he can take care because inbuilt in god is the mighty teeth and then almighty shaddai the supplier the source and when you have the supplier and you acknowledge him say live and walk before me habitually and be perfect and blameless and wholehearted when we take him as lord and walk before him and follow what he say he make a covenant between him and abraham and that he will multiply exceedingly that's the blessing so almighty shaddai you can see this word in psalms 91 he who dwells in the shadow or shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty this is not just a verse that uh, when during COVID you meditate <laughs> okay this is all the time the god of israel the god of abraham isaac and jacob god's name god's identity as almighty as shaddai a supplier as our strength okay if we dwell in his shelter if we submit to him we are under his covering in jesus christ right then there is nothing to worry about because there is a land of milk and honey is continually flowing provision will be there when we follow him and rest in him okay so shaddai also sha also have uh the word i won't go into detail but just a little bit inside the word shalom which is your name <laughs> okay shalom sister all right is in english is peace okay it's yeah has the letter shin lament authority shin to destroy so jesus have already destroyed and today he has this the shin inside you destroy your old self the old things destroy sickness destroy poverty destroy fear what are these are the things that need to be destroyed right yeah and jesus destroyed it all through the shin because he got the teeth right that chew and bite and burn it all and authority valve attached just now we read mem is also chaos meaning peace means destroy the authority attached to chaos so no more chaos in your life okay sister shalom <laughs> now is peace all right so peace is not when everything outside is peace peace is first within your heart right inside your heart first inside your spirit man you have the peace that means yeah you can laugh whatever is happening outside every day you wake up <laughs> okay because of peace right ah because of god has already destroyed the authority attached to chaos okay but how do we keep on uh living in this peace the bible says let the god of peace guard your heart and your mind so we need to keep on having his word to renew our mind so that because if you your peace you feel inside your heart but then the mind very troubled because the mind doesn't have the word of god so you have opposition party within yourself <laughs> okay here i feel peaceful huh? because i belong to jesus but that's all you know right then the mind say oh but everything is haywire you know ah so how do we have both the the mind and the heart together by renewing this mind with the word meditating all right that the chaos 
will disappear. That is shalom. The Aleph is the picture of an ox head. Illustrate the strength of animals. So this go through again. The Lamed is the picture of, so remember, strong, powerful leader. The Lamed is a picture of a shepherd's staff used to exercise authority, the sheep to direct or lead them. It can mean teach, lead, yoke, move forward. <clears throat> So I tell you, I share with you here a little testimony, okay, last night of this Aleph Lamed. So last night, I suddenly, uh, a long time already, I haven't had leg cramp. Anyone leg cramp before? Uh, this side, the calf. Oh, so I haven't come for a long time. Like long time means like months. Oh yes, I can't remember the last time I had it. But last time, all of a sudden, I was sitting down and then it started. And you know how leg cramp is like. You can feel it the moment it starts. Wow, it's going to pull you and it's going to stay there for at least some minutes, right? And if there's somebody there, it's okay. Lah. They help you to pull back. But the thing is, my right hand was injured and haven't fully recovered, so I don't have the strength. So the left hand... When it's cramped, you hold on to that part. It helps hold tight, right? But then the other hand need to push the leg forward to release the pain. And uh, I have only got two hands, right? This hand don't have strength yet. So the left hand is holding that this part that, that started to cramp. And from all experiences, that it's going to be super painful. It's, it will continue. But then I spoke. At first, I said, in Jesus' name, I rebuke this pain. And then, still got pain. Then I remembered Aleph. <laughs> so, I said, Aleph, powerful, super powerful Aleph. In Jesus' name, go, the pain. Because I live alone, so there's no one to help me to do the other part, to relieve the pain of the cramp. Instantly. <laughs> I never had a relief from cramp. So fast, this serious cramp. I mean, there's small little cramps. Instantly, the it all subsided. No one was with me. You know, cramp. You wish someone is with you, right? If someone is with you, it's really faster. And you just went off. And I said, in Jesus' name. And I said, God, you are left superpower with that authority and with that power, that pain disappeared, I can say immediately. <laughs> if not, I don't know. In my eyes, I wish someone is with me to hold the, the leg up. This is the power of God that can be revealed if we don't just have head knowledge, okay? <laughs> have a revelation. This is who your God is. It is applicable in your daily life in whichever area, all right? <clears throat> the authority and the power. The shin represents the two front teeth. So probably shin was working. I remember another time, twice uh, during these uh, sessions of Hebrew alphabets, where I actually applied the letters to uh, healing. The, the shin I shared before was some time back when I, all of a sudden I was cooking or standing. That's before, before my hand thing. And I was feeling not comfortable. You know, when you feel your body weak, you know when your body is weak. Right? 
And then that time I learned Shin already. So the usual one, I will say, it still can work one, but it's just that this revelation has come in. So I said, in Jesus' name, whatever is not well in my uh, body, like a cold coming and all that, a fever, I said, the Shin, burn out, <laughs> burn all the fever and everything. And it disappeared. Also instantly, this is so powerful. The shin represent the two front teeth, sharp, eat, consume, separate, or destroy. So when we use Jesus' name to, and again in our lives, remember the Hebrew letters that you have been learning, what it means, what it stands for. And from that revelation, it will, the energy and the power of these letters will flow out from you into that situation. Where was I? Okay. The Dalet represents again, right? Remember the flat door. So it can also mean going back and forth. It actually, Shaddai, to me, now as God as Shaddai, back and forth movement, go in to your resources from the physical realm, tap into the spiritual realm as God is your supplier, the one who nourish you. All right? Go in and take, don't go in and out. You keep on staying in the physical realm. Go to the spiritual realm. We are here in the physical realm. Through Jesus Christ, we now have access to all God's supply. And you, remember the hand, the work, it means work, worship. God will work on your behalf, whether it's your office, it's your work, or anything that needs to be done. You have the supernatural hand. All this is supernatural because it starts from God. Who is mightier than man don't live in the natural when you have the resources of god supernatural access right into this supernatural realm alive and lament l strong controller shin dalet youth remaining breast together they reveal the one almighty most powerful to nourish and supply all our needs that's why Paul can say confidently in Philippians, where? Philippians? <laughs> yeah, Rachel also knows. Okay, 413, what does he say? Another one? That's 419, I think. 413, 413. Paul declares to the Philippian church because they ministered to him in his physical needs and he declared to them what? My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He was talking about his God. Remember all the letters in the epistles are written by Paul mainly from prison. He was writing to encourage the Christians in the different places. And the Philippian church was one church that ministered to Paul's physical needs. In return, Paul declared to them, My God, El, Elohim, El Shaddai, will supply all your needs. So that's the meaning. My El Shaddai, right? Who is the mighty, most powerful teeth, source of all supply. Now, he will supply all your needs according to what? His riches. One day, I trust that all of you will be able to say that to others who minister to you. And you'll say confidently, my God, your God, 
instead of I also not sure whether God can supply my needs. <laughs> wow, this is the baby Christian, right? But when you have grown and understand and revelation of who your God El Shaddai is, it's meant to say to others. But today, the church just say to themselves, <laughs> "My God supply all my needs." Still haven't really see God yet as El Shaddai. That's why it's still about themselves. It's okay to be babies, spiritual babies for a while. But babies need to grow up, right? Imagine, Shalom, all your beautiful babies here remain babies. <laughs> Over 20 years, you give them a lot of milk and then it's still like small babies. Never grow, right? So spiritually also, God wants us to grow until the place where we know He is already our supplier. Paul knew God. His purpose in life was Philippians 3.10, that I may know him, know him. And he wrote three quarters of the New Testament. But we still have a lot to know him, not about him only. Know him. All this teaching is for you to know him personally. All right? And to go draw near to him, that one day you will know that he is your El Shaddai, the one who is almighty, the one who will nourish you and supply all your needs. And we don't have to be afraid of tithing or giving and all that, which is just in uh, what, what people do who know they are God, right? Abraham tithe, right? Because he recognized that his God is El Shaddai. Because remember, what did God say to Abraham to bless him so much just now? Before he gave the promise that I will multiply you and make your name great, what did God declare? God, yes, he declared to Abraham, I'm El Shaddai. I'm your almighty, all-powerful, Lamed, El, Aleph, Lamed, and then Shaddai, which is the mighty teeth. That means I will supply all your needs everything so our life through jesus christ right is to know god this way as your el shaddai and one day when you go preach the gospel you become like paul and able to say to others my god shall supply all your needs amen that's god el there have we seen god this way are you confidently able to tell another person like elijah in the in the Bible, when the widow got nothing to, you know, going to die already. Have you heard of the widow? Uh, there's a sh the name I cannot remember. Uh, start with S, right? So he came to this village and there was this woman that was no more money, no more food. All right. And he was the last uh, flower to cook. And then with the child, they want to die already. The last meal. Have you met anyone last meal? Even you go to Cambodia, maybe not last meal, right? They still have certain meals. But Elijah the prophet went to this village and there was this lady so poor until only last meal. And what did he say to her? Huh? Mm. Wow, you think that is quite terrible, right? <laughs> the, the person want to die, no, no, that's the last meal. And Elijah is the man of God, which means he know God as El Shaddai, as the powerful, mighty teeth, the supplier. And he tested this lady and said, okay, I'm the man of God. 
you make something for me to eat first. And then, yeah, your, 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 your food will never run dry. So the woman believed him. Yes. The man of God. All of you are men and women of God. Okay? Not to be afraid when you have El Shaddai. So when the woman believed the word of the prophet and she gave her meal, make the meal for the man of God first, what happened? Her own self-supply. That was it's exactly like Paul said, my God shall supply all your needs. And that woman never had a need anymore of food. Not because Elijah was able to produce anything for her, but Elijah's, Elijah's God, right? Elijah's God, Rebecca's God. That's how powerful you are. You're able to say, my God shall supply all your needs, right? And not be afraid of telling people, okay, God's kingdom realm of supply, Right? God has set a way. I won't go into that today. <clears throat> but just know this. El Shaddai. Right? He is the one who supply and nourish, supply all our needs. Can you see that? Are you still afraid? Okay, that if God asks you to give 10,000, Oh, but you can hear God or not? <laughs> if, then you will, if the God said, okay, Anna, I want to give 10,000. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> okay, so the Lord knows. Huh? He won't uh, ask anything if we are not ready. And the, anything that God asks us is because he's ready to bless us. When God gave the promise to Abraham to bless him and multiply him, there was a testing also to give up Isaac. Although spiritually it may mean Christ, I mean God, Jesus, and all that, but it was also a test in the physical for Abraham. The promise was Isaac, right? Why he did, had to offer back the promise? If he looked in the natural, no more already. If Isaac died, then no more multiplication or whatever God said, right? Because that was his only son to Sarah. But he believed God. And what did he believe? He believed that God's word say, and he mean it. And if, if, if Isaac were to die, God had the power to raise him up. So when we tie or when we give, according to the Bible, it's a test. To believe that I can give you all this, actually not all, it's only 10%. <laughs> God is so good, he didn't say all. right? Then I believe that you will provide for me. You know, when we read, read, uh, learn the uh, Hebrew letters in the word tight, it's even more interesting. Went through before, but probably all forgotten, right? <laughs> it's a covenant inside, you know? Yeah, just like Abraham, covenant. So that the things of this world no longer hold us back for entering into the exceedingly abundant promises of God, the blessings of God. Why? Sometimes this, this, this thing has to come out and Christians scared of it. Tithing offering, wow. God is not here to take from us. He is El Shaddai. 
He is the one, the source, the supply, the powerful. If only we can get rid of what the devil has been trying to stop our blessing by telling us, well, God wants to take from you, the church wants to take from you. No, look at today's. He wants to give. He wants to supply. He wants to nourish. When you have a proper understanding of God, this is the truth. And the truth will set you free. Therefore, you can enter into the exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Into that multiplication that God wants to do. Because this world has nothing hold us back anymore. And then he can entrust. God entrusts certain people with a lot of wealth for a purpose. God made Abraham great. In order to be a, huh? In order to be a father, <laughs> I shall make your name great, and make give and bless you, so that <laughs> you need to meditate on that. That is our blessing, okay? Yes. So there is a flow, okay? God bless us to be a blessing. If a person receive blessing and stop there, how can God continue to bless? Because God's purpose for whole human, uh, humankind is to bless and use Abraham who would give up even his only son. Therefore, there's nothing that he would uh, withhold, same as God, right? In a... Uh, Romans says that if God did not withhold his only son, will he not will he withhold any good thing from any of you? That revelation is to realize how much God has given, that there is nothing that he will not withhold. But something hold back is our own self. And we don't understand El Shaddai. We don't understand our God will not hold back from us. All right. When we hold back, that is God's principle of blessing, that we will be a blessing. Can he entrust you with blessings abundant? For many people, riches have caused them to fall. And sometimes it's not that God don't want to bless us with the wealth of this world. When our character and our everything is not properly according to Bible, it can harm us more than bless us. That's why, why God instituted tithing, seed, seeding, planting, so that money has no more hold over us. And when that happens, ah, you're one person that God can entrust with money, with wealth, because you know that you will be like a free flow. You receive, it will go out. Go back to God, what belongs to God, and bless others. And always know that what Paul said, my God shall supply all your needs. Paul was never thinking about himself anymore. He just knows who is his God. And he encourages the church that this is their God too, if they will believe. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.